It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm once again joined by the Sunday Mail's chief football writer, Scott McDermott. There's only one place to start, I suppose, uh, in a whirlwind week for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. The new manager comes in, watches uh, Rangers lose 3-1 to Hibs in the Premier Sports Cup final, assesses the squad, has a couple of days to work with them and then... On his first game in charge, couldn't have got off to a better start. He got the clean sheet that he wanted, a 2-0 win over Sparta Prague, coming 22 years to the day that he helped Rangers to a 2-0 win over Borussia Dortmund as a player in the same competition. Um, they are now into the knockout stage for the third season running. Scott, it was quite a start for him, wasn't it? Uh, it was exactly what he'd have been looking for. Gav, um, listen, I don't think the, the performance was 100% perfect. There's plenty of room for improvement still. But in terms of the reaction after Sunday uh, and in terms of the result, obviously, in the, in the clean sheet, then you're right. I mean, he couldn't have wished for much more, given he's only had a couple of days to work with us, work with this squad. Um, he changed a couple of wee things, nothing major. Kind of tinkered with the shape, obviously. Made one or two changes in personnel, but um, so there were signs there um, of what Van Bronckhorst is going to want moving moving forward. But ultimately, as you say, I mean, to have lost their first two games of this Europa League group and to qualify in second place with a game to spare is, is yet again a, a brilliant achievement for Rangers. So they'd have been delighted. Yeah, well, I mean. In his pre-match press conference, it was all about change. You will see changes and all this, you know, and that probably got people think. I mean, he, he was never going to rip it up. I suppose there was there was no, no point in doing that. Um, what's kind of we changes did you notice? And I mean, obviously, Bassi comes in at centre half uh, in terms of sort of just in personnel. But what what other changes? Maybe Hadji in a slightly different role. Well. Uh, well, I mean, had you come in for Arfield, but I mean, we've seen him kind of operate in the, the right hand side of the, of the front three before. Um, I mean, the, the, the most obvious change was just in the shape. Obviously, right away, you could see it was more of a 4 2 3 1. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard for three and a half years has stuck pretty religiously to 4 3 3. Yeah. And this was a slight change. You no, know, Davis and Kamara both kind of sitting in midfield. And that allowed Joe Aribo far more license, you not know, to play centrally, um, to kind of take the shackles off, if you like, and go and create and try and try and get goals. And to an extent, it worked. I mean, particularly in the first half, you know, Aribo hit the bar. He missed a sitter that he should have. He should have went with his head rather than his left foot, put it over the bar for six yards. But you could tell that Aribo just had a bit more freedom, and you'd like to think the type of player he is. He'll enjoy that. I mean, it looks as if Van Bronckhurst has watched Aribo or looked at him and thought, I need to try and free this guy up a bit more. 
um, and he can really go and create. And if Aribo can put you no know, his, his whole game together and you no know, find that kind of finish and you no know, be a bit more clinical in front of goal, then no, I think you'll see his numbers go up in terms of goals and, and assists. So, I mean, in terms of the shape, that that, that was the main thing. Obviously, Morelos, Van Bronckhorst spoke after the game about Morelos playing more in the box, uh, in the 18-yard box. He obviously gets his two goals. And I think you did that. For me, that was another big change, as well as that slight tinkering of the formation. The big change was in Morelos in terms of his attitude, his application, his work rate, mm-hmm. his desire. Um, as Van Bronckhurst says, you no know, trying to stay between the posts a bit more rather than dropping into midfield or drifting out wide. So, for me, the the, the taking personnel out of it, the three mm-hmm. major changes from Sunday were the four-two-three-one, which allowed Aribo to take it forward and be more creative. The no, Morelos, his attitude and his application, as I say, and also just in general for the whole team compared to Sunday, there was a bit of bite about them, there was a bit of desire, no, they were they were snapping into challenges for the off. Now you kind of expect that mm-hmm. whenever a new manager comes in, but in a big game like that, especially given the, the, the huge disappointment of Sunday, yeah. I think I think they'll have been really pleased with that that element of it. But is, is that down to then so I mean is that down to something that Van Bronckhorst has done specifically, or does that just tell us that you know, a, just a change was needed? I mean, is that do you think the players have just you know, it's just the start of a new era? Did they just does something just come from within, right? Okay, I'm, just, I'm going to lift this, or yeah. do you think so, is it yeah. just, you know, had it gone, had it really just gone stale under Stephen Gerrard? Is that I yeah. think there's a wee, I think there's a wee bit of that, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, Sunday's a bit different because Gerrard wasn't there, no. It's a whole big argument about you know, whether should it, you know, a manager should have been in the dugout in some shape or form. But mm-hmm. no, I think in terms of that, in terms of attitude and, and desire and work rate, that, that to me is just players reacting to a new manager coming in mm-hmm. and wanting to try and impress you know, a big crowd, big European night. Obviously, they had to get the they had to get the result. Um, I, I think Morelos may be slightly different because Morelos strikes me as a guy that you would need to have kind of one-to-one conversations with, mm-hmm. and it certainly looked as if Van Bronckhurst has had that in the last couple of days. I mean, Morelos was, like the rest of them, was miles off it on Sunday, and to be honest, hasn't been himself, I'm sure you'll agree, for, for most of this season, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the guy we've we seen you know, 18 months, 18 months, two years ago. So I think the change in him, I think Van Bronckhurst had a, had a word with him. Might have even been Roy McKay, who's obviously... Mm-hmm. No, specifically working with the strikers, but no, a blind man could see the difference in in Morelos's attitude mm-hmm. and application last night. And when he's at it yeah. and leading for the front, and when he's no triggering that that press and work rate, then the rest of them fall. Yeah, well, I spoke to someone this morning, fully enough, who was saying that before the game, just watching the camera panning along them, you know, when the when the theme tune was on, saying you can almost tell even then, looking at Morelos, that he's 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 on that he's up for it. Yeah. You can see it in his face. Yeah. But I, I know it's probably oversimplifying it. I don't want it to kind of dwell too much on it. But if you think back to Sunday's game at Hamden, I mean, regardless of who's in that dugout, you know, do you, should players not just be, be doing more? You know, I mean they, they obviously can get, you know, well, they should have. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's a cup semi-final. Cup semi-final at Hamden. I mean, 
that their attitude. Go from, how can you go from that to that? It can't that, just that. be purely because of who's in the dugout. Listen, I thought their attitude and application was no, it was a disgrace on Sunday. I've, I've mm. said that. I said that the other day in uh, one of the videos for the, the Daily Record. I mean, I highlighted the second goal. I highlighted the second goal uh, that Martin Boyle scored, and I'll say it again. I mean, Balligan gets turned too easy. Goldson slow to react and getting across to cover. Mm. Tavernier's slow to react to get over, and then the worst thing is even when Tavernier gets there. As Boyle's getting a shot away, no, the Rangers captain sticks with a lazy leg, no, doesn't he slide in, doesn't he try and block the shot? I mean, it was embarrassing on, on Sunday, that, that performance. And listen, the players need to take responsibility. Connor Goldson touched on that himself after the game with the comments that everyone's been been talking about. So it, it was bad. I mean, it was really bad and there had to be a reaction. And I think we saw that last night. How many times have you seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. But when players hurt, when they've not got a manager, the manager yeah. leaves, yeah. it's a bit flat, no, they're a bit down, yeah. it doesn't happen for them. And then all of a sudden, a new guy comes in, even though it's so a couple of days, they want to impress, he kind of you know, tries to put, his, put yeah. his foot down or stamps a wee bit of authority on it, and all of a sudden, they get this response. And I think that's what happened yeah. last night. And listen, to be fair to Goldson, because he has obviously been in the firing line this week, and probably quite rightly so, given his comments, but was probably back to doing what he does best uh, on uh, Thursday night, yeah? A hundred percent. I actually thought Bassey played really well at centre-back as well. Sorry, that's what I was going to... I was actually going to come to him. I mean, arguably arguably man of the match? Or definitely man of the match? Uh, I think I would give Morelos man of the match, to be honest, for the, yeah. for the two goals and the work rate and everything up. Everything I've spoken about, yeah, um, yeah. but I just, not far behind. No, no far behind. No, for for a guy who's obviously no naturally a centre back. Yeah, um, I thought he played. He played really well. I mean, he's played there a couple of times, and you've not quite been convinced. But last night was, no, it was a test for him. No, yeah. I, I Brooks fifty thousand a game. Mm. You must win. Yeah, Sparta won the great, but no, I thought he was. I thought he was impressive, um, both defensively and even. And even coming out, you no, know, especially feeding feeding Barisic and Kent on that on that side. Um no, I thought he played well. I think Van Bronckhurst will actually be, be delighted with his performance, knowing that he can that he can put him in there and he can trust him. But you're right, Gold Goldson was good as well, defended really well, did the simple things. I thought they took a bit I thought they took less chances at the back Rangers last night. There were a few times you no know, when they looked to play out, you no know, play these we short passes in the six yard box that, that get in my wick sometimes. Um see a lot of teams doing it and Rangers have got used to doing that under Jera. But I thought there was a few times last night where they could have done it. And even when Sparta, even before, even when the opposition were pressing, they would still try and do it to play out. I thought last night there was a few times where they saw that, that Sparta were pressing and McGregor just said, "Look, let's go up the park." I thought they, I thought they did a lot of the simple things right last night, and and off the back of a bad performance, that's what you need to do in the next game. Yeah, and and one probably from longer term, because um, obviously they didn't start the game, but there was enough, he had plenty of time on the pitch, and it's one that there was a real clamour for was to somehow get Patterson and Tavernier on the in the pitch together. Yeah. Well, listen, to me, I I don't. I've said before, I don't see. Tavernier and Patterson starting in the same Rangers team because 
I don't think one of them can play that role further forward. I don't think that helps either of them. I don't think they're at their best playing further forward. Um, but I said after Sunday, I couldn't believe with five subs at hand and Nathan Patterson didn't go on the pitch, knowing that the Rangers and Rangers were crying out for a bit of energy and you know, somebody to go and commit people and, and run at Hibs defence. I couldn't believe he didn't go on. So I was pleased last night when he was Van Bronckhorst's first sub, which tells you that Van Bronckhorst has looked at him in training even in these last couple of days and thought, no, I've got a, I've got a player on my hands here. And although he did play him ahead of Tavernier, which, just, as I say, I don't think is ideal, I think in games like that, and I actually said this at the start of the season, big European games or even away games domestically, if you're protecting a lead, then that is something I think Patterson can give you because he's so attack-minded, he can he can obviously play that that role, but obviously being a you know, being a natural defender, being a natural right back, he's you no know, he can be switched on as well when you need to when you need to defend. So I actually thought it worked quite well last night. Once Rangers were ahead, I thought it was quite a clever substitution for Van Bronckhorst. And crucially, as you say, it got Patterson much needed minutes on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And um, as you said, I mean, to lose the first two games uh, and still qualify, I mean, qualify, progress with a game to spare, it yeah. um, uh, takes some doing. Um, I think Newcastle, God, remember years and years ago, Newcastle lost the first three well, games. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that must be, I know that was the first time it was done. It must surely be the only time. Um, but anyway, it does show you... Um, just how well they've done to recover from that. And obviously, Stephen Gerrard and the coaching team uh, also have to take great credit for that. I think Michael Beale yeah. was quick to tweet last night, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, we've done a piece for the record this morning. Uh, the format's slightly different. It's not a straight last 32. Yeah. They've got this now, this uh, playoff round, which means they will definitely play a Champions League dropout. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've read the bit or even if you just looked yourself last night to see who they could face. I, do, but, I looked at it myself. I mean, there's some huge teams in there. I mean, there's a potential for a real glamour tie, isn't there? Well, I think, I think to be honest, unless unless you got a uh, Sheriff Tiraspol, who, yeah. who on paper looks like the, the, the easiest yeah. uh, game, um, I mean, every single game would would be a real glamour. I mean, you've, yeah. you could have Barcelona in there. I think it's Barcelona or Benfica. Yeah. Uh, of course, that would be Van Bronckhorst taking on his old team who he won the Champions League with. You could Richard have Haaland. Dortmund. Yep, you could have uh, Haaland coming to Ibrox. You could have um, like Atletico Madrid, AC Milan, Porto. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's going to be so... I, I mean, you look... Actually, see, when you look at the Conference League um, and you see the different, I mean, you, I mean, you can, you, you just, it just sums up the contrast and the competitions. Oh, 100%. Uh, and it just gives, it gives the Rangers fans something to look forward to. But also, I think, Van Bronckhorst, because it's like that, I know they've still got Leon to play, but they're through now, so it can almost put the kind of European thing to bed mm-hmm. and just, no, I know that there's a there's a glamour tie after the new year coming, and, but in the time being, if they can build up a bit of momentum again in the league, you no, know, and kind of rack up points and wins, because we all know this is a a huge kind of month coming up for them in terms of games. Yeah, it just allows them. Even listen, I'm not saying for a minute they wouldn't have wanted to be in the Premier Sports Cup final, hundred percent. 
they, they, they would they would have but even without that they can just focus purely on as i say racking up wins in the league get to the the winter break and then when they come back no, he'll hope that they can obviously hit the ground running again domestically, but in the in the background have this no potentially massive tie to look forward to in, yeah. in Europe. So yeah, it's it's massive for them. Yeah, I mean, if you think if if we take the day that Gerard left for Aston Villa, those couple of days and the turmoil, you know, it was a speculation for a day. Then the date was confirmed and how quick it all happened. You know, if you take the mood then and and where Rangers where and looking at now you know this morning as we discussed what happened last night and, and i mean it's it could have been a lot worse couldn't it and i suppose and ross wilson you know and that they've got to take great credit for that because it could have been so much they could have been looking around for a manager still just now yeah. but they've actually got a guy appointed a decent guy um who then gets off to a start like that it's... Yeah, listen. Of course, it could. It, of course, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but I don't. I mean, Stephen Davis touched on it last night. I don't think for a minute that I don't think you can just forget about the Hamden game. I mean, it was yeah. it was bad, and then you no know, Davis, being an experienced player, was quick to point that out last night. That you no, know, the, the the European thing doesn't make up for the. The, the game against Hibs because you no know, personally I think it was it was huge for Rangers to go and go and try and win that yeah. cup, you know, go and try and win a domestic trophy. They've obviously yeah. listen, I've done brilliant in Europe. That's three seasons in the spin. Yeah. They've reached the knockout stages. Um but you're right, in terms of the, in terms of just lifting the mood. Yeah. You no, know, when you think of the but I don't even just mean like short term. I mean it's not even just about, you know, sort of lifting the mood. It's about, you know, being in a position still being in a relatively strong position despite everything you know yeah. I mean if the only I mean if, if Stephen Gerrard I mean remember how long he, he was in charge you know three and a half years and building the club up and, yeah. and where, the, where the club had been you know for him to leave if 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 the only price they pay for that this season is the League Cup then yeah. you know you would accept it of, of course especially when as you say I mean, he was there three and a half years when he goes and takes five years back room. I mean, you need to remember six, six guys leaving the building at the one time, I and mean, it's a yeah. massive vacuum, no massive gap to fill. Mm-hmm. And no, they've obviously filled it pretty quickly. I mean, I think Van Bronckhurst will still want one or two guys of his own in. I think in January, yeah, he had a couple of players and you know, try and trade a wee bit. I mean, watching the game last night. I suppose the thing that stuck out, and it's not a slight on Yanis Hadji, far from it, but I think the way Van Bronckhurst wants to play, I'd be amazed if he doesn't go and try and get a right a right winger in, in January. No, somebody quick and fast, almost Ryan Kent like to play on the on the right hand side. I think that that probably will be Toppy's kind of Toppy's shopping list. Um but of course, as I say, when there's that gap when there's that vacuum and that gap to fill, to do it so quickly then got off to a good start and mm-hmm. completely lift the mood because as I say, progressing in Europe gives you that something to look forward to after the new year. Yeah. No, it's allowed them to recover, recover pretty quickly when it could have been a lot more damaging. We consider how popular Gerard was and the job he did. Um at the time it was obviously you no know, a bit a bit of a shock when he went. It was pretty sudden 
and you're thinking, God, how are they going to how are they going to recover from this? But yeah, it's only early days for Van Bronckhorst, but it looks as if yeah, I don't want to say seamless, but it looks as if the transition won't won't take as long as what you might have might have imagined. You know, it's funny, that's the word that actually got written down here. <laughs> <when I was laughs> you know, could you believe it would be so seamless? But you're right, it is only one game. But, yeah. you know, it could have been dragging on, you know, there could have been, you know, it could have really, the rivals could have been looking and saying, well, they, let's capitalise here, but they don't seem to have sense. You know, there's not that, kind of, they're not looking and going, there's a bit of vulnerability there, you know. Now, that, that might be, who knows, because, they might, you know, to finish off, you know, Next game in the plastic. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're talking about, uh, I mean, it's a totally different test. We all know, but, I mean, Livy away can be a nightmare. It's totally different for Van Bronckhurst from a full house, Ibrooks, you know. So this is going to be a real test, isn't it? And, and of the games, the, uh, and of the run coming up that you're talking about, is, is not even by any means the hardest. No, I said this to, I spoke to my brother last night and just saying, God, you go to Livingston on Sunday, I mean, it just be like chalk and cheese in terms of the challenge and the test. I mean, to go for last night at Ibrooks, perfect pitch, 50,000, or the, or the glamour of the Europa League, to then have to turn up at the, the Tony Macaroni at yeah. you know, 12 o'clock on a, on a Sunday. I mean, it's like the contrast is like yeah. so stark. And I know, listen, Rangers fans will fill three quarters of the ground, yeah. so it'll feel like a home game, but just Listen, you know what, what Livia like. Yeah. No, I, I spoke to Davy Martindale earlier this week, and well, they, they know exactly what's what's required. The record against the old firm's pretty good, albeit better against Celtic than, than Rangers. Rangers have actually did okay against them. Um, but for Van Bronckhurst, I mean, I think you've been to Livy before, Gav, or would he? Would he during, during his playing career? I know, I know yeah. it's going a long way back, but. Oh, yeah, I'm just trying to think that season that they came up and finished. Do you know what? I think actually Livingston's first season up the top league might have been the season he left. Right. So, so I think yeah. he might just have missed them. Might. Uh, he might not have experienced it. I mean, I'm sure people within the training ground and that will, will tell them what to expect, but it's going to be tough. An interesting thing for me, you know, without like to bore people, but just on the, the system. Mm. So last night he played 4 2 3 1. Rangers at times when they've struggled at Livy. You know, I've heard fans being pretty critical saying, oh, we, you know, why do you need two, two sitting midfielders against Livingston when Livingston just, you know, Livingston will defend very deep and sit in their, sit in their own box and try and play in the, in the counter-attack. So it'll be, it'll be hard for Van Bronckhurst to change the team again, given how well they did last night. But I just wonder how it'll be if you go there with a back four, then you've got Davis and Kamara sitting. Rangers, I would imagine, will have 80% of the ball, and that's that's no exaggeration. You'd expect them to have 80% of the ball. But I just wonder whether they might tinker with it again, just because of that type of game, just to try and get an extra guy forward. So it's going to be interesting to see how he, how he shapes up. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Well, just as you were talking there, actually, I was just checking that. But uh, I think, right enough, uh, Livy were uh, promoting 2000-2001, and Van Bronckhurst went to Arsenal in the summer of 2001 so just as they came up he left right so, so he just missed them so he's in for a so what you're saying is he's in for a bit he's in for a bit of culture shock but see if you think of holland and all that i mean it's not as if every away ground and no. easy is, is, is glamour i mean there will be sort of wee stadiums he's been to maybe in the cup and things like that yeah definitely 
yeah. And then after that, of course, it's down uh, it's a, down the M8 again or across the M8 because it's Easter Road, isn't it, on the Wednesday, which, of course, is a place he will be uh, familiar with. He's certainly played uh, against Hibs. Uh, if the Angels, I mean, if the Rangers players aren't up for that one, given what happened last week, then of course, it's something wrong. So, of course, I would, I would expect a big, a big reaction that night at Easter Road. Listen, given Hibs' result uh, the other night there against Ross County, they might not even be up for it. <laughs> um, put your mortgage and Hibs getting beat the other night after after Sunday. Just I know it's listen. It's not a it's not a dig at Hibs. A lot of other clubs are like this, but I mean, obviously they raised their game so much for the for the old firm, and you no, know, after that performance they put in at Hamden, as I say, you could almost have set your watch for them getting yeah. beat up in Dingwall. I know. I don't even think. Rangers fans will get angry at Hibs. It would probably just make them more angry at, at themselves. At themselves, yeah. you know, uh, you, you know, and just say, 100, listen, hundred percent because ultimately, I mean, Ross County's two centre backs have, you know, have clearly coped with yeah. Kevin Nisbet and Martin Boyle a lot better than, than Rangers defence could. Do. Um, you know, Goldson and Balogun had a torrid time. You no, know, going three 0 down after 36, 37 minutes. So, yeah. Um, no, you're right. It's, no, Hibs will be. No, Jack Ross won't won't be happy. But for Rangers' point of view, as you say, rather than be rather than be annoyed at Hibs, they should be annoyed at themselves that they allowed themselves to get put in that put in that position at hand, and it was it was it was so bad. Yeah, great. Well, we'll be back next week, then, Scott, to discuss all the events from uh, West Lothian and probably look ahead to the trip to to Easter Road, or we'll speak after that game. We'll see how we're fixed next week. But thanks for joining us anyway. Robot, cheers, Gav. Thank you soon.